Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello. Welcome to our show. We are the Kickbacks. My name is Houston Weatherly. I'm here with Ellie, Angel, and Woody. And we're here to discuss to you guys about the discourse happening around obesity. But before we start, what is what is discourse? Discourse is forms of communication. In other words, it's how communication can be expressed. There's really no other way to put or there's really no other definition to give discourse, but there are four types of discourse pertaining to the obesity crisis, such as public discourse, food industry discourse, academic discourse, and political discourse. But let's get into the public discourse, because that's what we pertain to, it's what we are a part of, because we are the public, we are not part of any industry. But let's talk about the stigma around the fat, around fat people that people have. Like, a lot of stigmas that people have is, like, they're un- unhealthy, they're not clean, they're unhygienic, and... Yeah, mainly that they're just like you know they just don't care. Take care they don't of care about yeah, themselves. Professional at all. Mm-hmm. And so they don't like, care for their body whatsoever. And that, that's mostly kind of portrayed through like how the food industry kind of like you know discusses what's going on and like I guess I want to say it through their research. Like they try to say it's not our fault. It's all the people on how they take in their food. It's not what we give them. It's what they you know take in. That can be seen in Nicole Arbor's video, Dear Fat People. She displays how um, the public discourse. It makes the issue a completely individual problem, and it puts all the blame on the fat person rather than the society happening around them. Um, One thing that she talks about is the energy in and energy out. Um, In her example that she gives about how fat people need to park farther away from stores to get more exercise and burn more calories to help themselves. But this energy in, energy out... um, idea has been made by, up by the food industry and then put projected out into the public to use it as a form of manipulation around what the actual causes and solutions for the obesity crisis are. And that can definitely be taken part from what the obesity crisis was back in the day where um, cigarette companies were, it was free to smoke wherever you want, but then through um, having legal obligations, excuse me, not legal obligations, um, through lawyers and being sued, the food industry learned that how they can manipulate policies manipulate and policies. get their way in a in a legal matter though without getting in trouble. Exactly. So they kind of like work their way around that, and so through that they kind of said like it's not our food that's being the problem. It's how you take it in with the industry and take that they also put in there. The industry just basically made obesity more of like an individual problem more than a social problem. They're basically trying to say like it's the people who take their food and don't do anything about it to change themselves when really it is their food. And they're basically trying to say that energy in, energy out is junk science. On the New York Times study tied from food industries tied to discredit sugar guidelines. From that article, it stated that it wasn't the sugar intake that they put in their food products or in their drinks, but it was on how much the intake of the industry, uh, excuse me, on how much the person took in. Coca-Cola funded nonprofit organizations called Global Energy Balance Network to publish information about how they weren't responsible for the obesity crisis when clearly they were. Their corporations have so much authority in the discourse of the public because mm-hmm. of the types of people they hire, such as professional scientists, nutritionists, to lie for them, basically, to cover their backs and which was, whatnot. Which is totally biased, you know, because, like, <laughs> yeah. if you're paying your workers, clearly they're going to be on your side. Yeah, yeah. So if, you're gonna, if Coca-Cola pays all their scientists to, you know, give their, uh, their research, and yet all the research just says, oh, Coca-Cola isn't the cause, but clearly it is. Yeah. Clearly there is some, you know 
there's some stigma. this kind of manipulation done by the food industry has been happening since 1960 um, when the sugar industry paid scientists to start casting doubt on the link between sugar and heart disease and then the food industry now has continued to pick that up like we just said pub how coca-cola published uh, or funded an exercise initiative or has funded um, scientific research to to quote-unquote debunk the uh, actual scientific uh, discourse happening around the obesity crisis. And which perfectly leads to the uh, academic uh, standpoint of the research. Um, but again, I think, Rich, uh, Woody, did you have any I have something to say. I'm not sure if we clearly uh, touched on it. But food industry attempted to discredit sugar guidelines. Yeah. And um, in order to shape global nutrition advice and helping academics who question the role of junk food and sugary drinks causing type 2 diabetes and other health problems. Um, from there, I think you can gather that um, for the, the academic discourse, because that's the, the conclusions they're making. They're making the fact that none of this goes into obesity, that you can't get obesity and diabetes from having too much sugar and lack of exercise. But yeah. really, it's proven. It's proven fact Like you need to change your diet and do more energy-efficient things. But that, again, that goes through the academic and what the research says. Yeah. And from what the research says, it, anything that um, nonprofit organizations, let's just say John Hopkins, that they promote or put out information that states that obesity is an ongoing thing, and these food industries are putting out these high fructose corn syrup, all the sugar, all this extra stuff, and their response is it's junk science, that it's not yeah, real. It's, it's almost like, real. you know, it's the alternative facts thing that's going around. And yeah. from there, um, the public's doubt through their information given from the food industry um, cannot be trusted. So it's through the public, it's through the food industry's um, information and science that it causes people to give doubt against what is the real issue. The food mm -hmm. industry is so powerful in discrediting that even the public discourse is so shaped by them that they aren't believing what places like the CDC are posting about the obesity. Mm -hmm. um, and places like the CDC don't have a conflict of interest with their studies and what the information they're releasing to the public. But the food industry has such a, such a voice to the public that they are able enough to manipulate that and they are the ones with the conflict of interest. Yes. Oh, yeah, there was a perfect, um, it was an article, How Candy Makers Shape Nutrition Science. And from there, one of the industry's most powerful tactics in funding their nutrition research is carried in weight of academic authority, becoming more, becoming, becomes a part of scientific literature and it generates guidelines. So it, it's just like, fake, from there, food industries or food and candy industries have been lying and putting false statements stating something healthy when really it's not. So in one, for instance, our teacher, Bill Hogan, he would say that Derrick Rose would be eating Skittles, Skittles, Skittles all, every, season. all season. And, and still be, like, still. athletically fit for every game. Yeah. That's what he ate. But from there, you can clear if you eat, you know, a box of Twix. Yeah. Ooh, you're gonna be big. <laughs> Eat a snicker, get thicker. <laughs> 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 but like for example, Michelle Obama, like oh. how when she brought up like how when Michelle Obama when she brought up like eating healthier foods and going out and working working out, so she was trying to say like let's match in the calories in and the calories out, but with a positive ending of working out and being more athletic. So know? would you say that through her um, 
research with a scientist, I think she probably had that wake-up call. Yeah. She's not only she's not an academic, but she probably worked with researchers. And since she's at a higher political stance, I think that's how she can make that change. But thanks for bringing that up. But even though she did make that initiative, which can be considered positive, when you're talking about it in the context of the obesity crisis, it wasn't necessarily positive because she was helping. Um, she was helping administer the advice that the food industry the gives the public, public rather yeah. than what the places exactly. like the CDC that she had power or was tied to because she was a government official, um, rather than putting their information out and helping promote their information about eating less uh, energy-dense foods and less sugar in your diet, she went for what the uh, food industry helps endorse, which is the energy in, energy out, the energy balance. Now, we're saying that she's not no political person. Like she's, mm-hmm. has, she has not been government. Yeah. She hasn't run anything. Mm-hmm. But she had a higher stance or a she higher point lady, because since she was so a first lady, she yeah. could have a political stance and stance on what is going on. And since we're in this political stance, we'll... Well, I mean, politics are being mali- man- manipulated by the food industry, sending out lobbyists to mislead some information and basically bribe these corrupt governments to tweak some of the information they send out to the public. Well, when you say bribe, make sure you say that it's a legal bribe. A legal bribe, it's yeah. It's illegal. Yeah. I mean, as you said, like, yeah, the food industry, they put out people to put information out that's going to... Um, benefit the company exactly they're not gonna bring mm-hmm. down the company even though they got paid they're, yeah. they're getting paid to make the company look good and make it seem like whatever bad uh stigma's coming to them is false yeah it's it, i bet tons of people are out there like well if it's such a problem why doesn't the government do something about it well i, I mean like well they're, they're skewing if, the policies if, they're going around it i think if you have if someone tells you all the good things about it what could you say negative about it mm-hmm. so yeah. if you say that all coke is the problem but if someone tells you that Coke isn't a problem. They have the research and the funds to prove it. Well, yeah. how can you back down their statement? Exactly. It's like and it's, so, it's like a never-ending knot. It just keeps knotting itself up no matter what. You can have a good comeback and they'll have a better comeback after that. Which just yep. brings us back to the discourse that is going on with the obesity crisis. And it's again, it will probably never or may not be soft but again it's through research and continuing to find the right information and for not, go ahead, go ahead. No, not go ahead. just research but the proper research it's yeah. finding out how to how to show to the public or how to debunk to the public what the true research is and what the false research is because as we said earlier the industries are just um they're the food industry is backing scientists. Backing mm-hmm. scientists. They're, they're paying their own scientists, yeah, basically. Yeah, to post the information that they want about everything. Yeah. and But that also goes into the food industry about, um, I want to go back to the tobacco industry. Like, for when the tobacco industry got sued and everything, remember the tobacco industry was saying, like, it's not our cigarettes that are killing people or giving people cancer. The it's the people intake on it. But it's like everybody's, everyone's body is different. So that's how the food industry is like, you know, you need to go work out. Well, I think it's not really, if you put that in personal, but I think more so on with the general public understanding and with the cigarette company, they knew that their cigarettes were killing Yeah, they people. knew. But they were just and as well, as, for the, as well as for the food industry, they know that what they have in their foods or what's in their drinks um, could um, potentially kill someone. Kill someone. So, again, to sum it all up, it's all about... It's all about getting the right information and making sure you know where you your information right is, coming is coming from and not even just where it's coming from, who is funding it 
or what Who's kind of... Who's behind it? You want to know yeah. exactly. And everything's got to be proper. Everything's got to be legit. It just can't be biased. It's got to be unbiased. All right, then. Uh, thank you for tuning in with the kickbacks. Um, please stay tuned for next time. Thank you.